All right. Uh, I thought we would start kind of how we started the last campaign, where everyone just gave a little blurb about their character. You know, what, what race, what class. Yeah. And then what, what brings you, uh, like, why you decided to join to come help at Nightstone. I can roll a d4 to see who goes first. Does that sure. sound good? Yep. Do it. All right. I got a two. That's Dane. Oh, here we go. All right. So my guy's name is Rick, spelled W-R-I-C-K. The name <laughs> is uh, comes from Warlock Rick is where I made that up from. Um, he is a tiefling, and for those of you that don't know what that is, it's like a half-demon, half-human race. Um, so my mother was human and was impregnated by a demon, um, but I was raised entirely human. I'm not, like, evil or anything like that from the demon. I, don't, all, I just look like a demon other than that. Pretty human-esque. Uh, I have purple hair, horns, and I'm a warlock. My... Atrin, unfortunately, had to make a deal with a archfey called the Queen Heir of Darkness um, after my mother was killed, and she took away Rick's uh, negative emotions, so he can only feel uh, happy emotions, like he doesn't get angry, sad, um, or any other kind of hateful emotions, um, but he has does not like his father, who's been mean to him his whole life. Um, the reason he is an adventurer is, or like coming to help, um, uh, the dwarf, I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Morak. Morak. He, uh, so I was a jewel crafting, um, by trade. My family was all in jewel crafting and I had a little shop in the same market that he was. Um, and so when he came asking for help, I was a little surprised, but you know, sometimes together we'd team up on some of the richer people and, you know, upsell saying, you know, he's selling good armor and I'm selling some some good jewels to make the armor look even better. Um, so when he came calling for help, I decided I would, you know, see what's up. Cool. I can I can share this, that picture you sent me. Yes. It sounds good. That might help since I didn't know what a tiefling was until I was looking up, what's a cool warlock? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that's cool. I do like the horns. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and his eyes, I should point out, are black orbs. That's important. You can't have like normal eyes as a tiefling, so you know. So, oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, have, I didn't like, know that. Orbs, like they'd be like red, black, gold, white. So That's I funny. Chose, I chose black. Cool. So he he was he was a sort of a fellow uh, salesman, tradesman. Yep. I like it. All right. I'm gonna roll another one. That was a three. That's Sam. All right. So my character's name is Theron Evenwood, and he's a wizard. Um, his race is a variant human, and he has a sage background. So I did make a little blurb about background. So I sort of asked first, why does your character want to learn magic initially? So uh, Theron Evenwood, he grew up in a household that encouraged and expected vigorous studying and academic pursuits uh, with his irregular human uh, parents. Uh, I was a very supportive environment to grow up in despite high expectations. His parents and sibling, all human, knew very little about magic, but his father was able to do some small smells like dancing lights. Um, <laughs> these small spells uh, his father could do for him as a child was the most entertaining thing for him and distracted him from whatever was making him upset. 
Um, although classic literature, music, mathematics, and writing came natural to him, nothing piqued his interest more than the brief conversations about magic he might have overheard at times. At the age of seven, he found a book about magic at his local library, the only one he was able to come across. He renewed the book over and over to read it some every day. His parents decided to look into educational opportunities for their son to learn magic. Luckily, his parents knew many people at the university they worked at. With many connections and people with a wide variety of hobbies and interests, it didn't take long to find somebody that knew someone great at magic who knew about the Northern College of Arcana and Wizardry. At age 11, he was accepted, which was a great honor given it was ranked in the D&D News and Multiverse Report as a top 10 <laughs> wizarding school. Uh, there... <laughs> There, he studied over 15,000 hours his first five years, poring over every book or tune he could find, attending every class that he could. He was the type that knew every answer, so was often asked difficult problems by his peers, but was never pedantic or belittling. He made friends easily and was always kind. He gained the respect of the faculty at the college as he progressed through the more rigorous final five years of study. Uh, he did not know what he wanted to do really with his life, so was relieved to know during his final year of study that many wanted him to stay on his faculty. Uh, the next decade was spent further studying mag magic and teaching students. Though he was exemplary in his work, he often longed for a more adventurous life outside the college setting. He felt there was more out there, like he was missing out on something. So he went on a sabbatical from the college to study at faraway libraries and scriptoriums to further the craft. He was able to join an archaeologic uh, excavation with the hope to find unique ancient tombs that might shed new light on the history and meaning of Arcana and the multiverse. He was enticed by the freedom outside the walls of the college and decided to set out on his own, hopefully to become enmeshed in adventures that offered excitement that he felt he was missing in the confines of the college. He has a spell book. His spellbook is made of simple leather with parchment, nothing ornate. It was given to him by his first college advisor. His arcane focus is a staff made of wood uh, with many intricate details. This was carved out um, by Morak, and cool. that's what his tie-in with Morak. Um, somehow there is a connection at the college, so some of his people knew about him uh, when he was looking for... Um, something to enclose his arcane focus in. So Morak created this really awesome staff for him. Sweet. Um, so that, and that was also infused with magic by an elvish mentor at the college. And he just like got along with Morak when he was working on the arcane focus. You know, they talked and he, Theron kind of opened up to him and told him about how he wanted to sort of get away from the college and do more adventuring and Morak had a lot of experience with that. So it really encouraged him to, you know, just keep going and set out on your own. So for him, getting him sort of the kick he needed and the really awesome staff, that's the debt he feels he owes Morak. Cool. Feels like he owes him something for all of that. Nice. And then what's motivating me for the quest for knowledge? It's another question I asked myself. So, Theron really wants to further advance the knowledge of Arcana and to teach new techniques and abilities to students. He would truly like to discover new magic and to continue to discover the intricacies between it, the multiverse, and life itself. 
kind of the brief personality traits. He's an old teacher, so he's very patient in explaining things. He's inquisitive. His ideals are knowledge. The path to power and self-improvement is through knowledge. His bonds are college and students. His flaws, he's easily distracted by the promise of information and discovery. And he knows Dwarvish, Elvish, and Draconic. And he also, since I'm playing Variant Human, uh, he picked up a the feet or caster right away, which is kind of cool. That's like the, like the best feet. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and he's more into the school that is, I'm totally blanking on the school name. Evocation. Evocation. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Evocation. Like the destruction kind of spells. Just, just nice. straight up like so, Skyrim. I think, he, I think yeah. he has kind of the, yeah, <laughs> kind of the pyro in him. Too, so like he, likes, he likes those kinds of spells. Nice. That's great. Yeah. There's our guy, our boy Theron. And I'm going to just roll a d6 now. And one, two, three will be Nate. Four, five, six will be Casey. One, uh, two. So, Nate. Perfect. So, uh, in front of you stands a five foot four, beautiful half elf woman. Uh, she's about 20 years old, so young uh, even for a half elf. Uh, weighs about 120 pounds. Uh, she has green eyes and blondish red uh, hair. And you immediately surmise, based on the uh, bass harp strung across her back, that she is a bard. She is a bard of the uh, Glamour College, uh, and she learned that while living in her home uh, village. Uh, as she approaches you, uh, she starts uh, talking seemingly to the air and says, uh, so you all know who this is, but just in case there's a few new subs in here, I'm Bizel, <laughs> the savior of El Diario. Just so you know what started me on this journey, there's this red dragon, and after charming it, I basically saved my mother, and the king personally thanked me, giving me this, his seal. The red dragon then vowed vengeance on my village, and... I again chose self-sacrifice and left my village in order to protect against his vengeance. Once I heard that Morak needed someone as experienced as me, I was willing again to answer the call of the common people. <laughs> I know you want to, so go ahead and smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting the like button right now. Nothing's happening. <laughs> All right. There's Bezel. Be sorry, Bezel? Bazel. Bazel. Got it. Bazel. All right. So her tie is just that she's she's out for adventure. That's why she's she's here. Uh, yeah, she's out for adventure. Cool. And yeah. Bazel with a B or with a G? Yeah. B E Z Z E L. With an apostrophe in there, right? I'll put it. Yeah. B E Z Z apostrophe E L. Uh, if you guys wouldn't mind putting your character name the other character names, are they already in the chat? I just put them in. Oh, thank you. What was Theron's reason again? I stepped away to grab food. Why Why is he adventuring? Basically, he was a college professor for many years, uh, studied diligently magic, and he got kind of, like, he since he did school his whole life, he was missing adventure in his life, so mm -hmm. he left the wizarding college. Um, and he also wants to discover more new findings about magic. Yeah. Uh, so he's looking around for anything he could bring back to the college eventually, I think is motivating him as well. New Ooh. discoveries. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, yeah. 
Quill says, what's a like button? (laughs) (laughs) While standing, like, looking, like, mouth agape at this beautiful woman. So he is uh, one of the ghost-wise halflings uh, raised in clan steady hand in a monastery deep in the Chondalwood, which is, um, I guess... From the Sword Coast, it's like south southwest from the map that we're looking at. Like my ancestors before me, um, I'm a devotee of Averine the Defender and have dedicated my youth to understanding her teachings of selflessness for others. Um, I've noticed three things um, while being here. First and most importantly, Averine is a god of sacrifice to provide safety and assistance to others, meaning I should not tarry at home when there is help to be given throughout the world. Second, and almost as importantly, there are no young women in my clan. In fact, (laughs) I am the only child born to a member of my clan in the last 30 (laughs) years. So in all likelihood, the Steady Hand Monastery will fade from existence unless something is done to change the course of its future. Um, Wink, wink, Bazell. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I'm a a monk. I'm I'm a monk of Averine, Um, a ghost-wise halfling. We're normally quite... Uh, reclusive uh, so I'm a hermit by way of background and while I was in the Chondalwood uh, I, I did venture to its its reaches and Morak and his band of adventurers operated for a time out of the Vilhan Reach. While they were there they routed a bandit camp that was positioned near my home in the Chondalwood and I observed the battle, given my inquisitive nature, despite my kin's normally reclusive upbringing, Morak noticed me. He asked that I keep watch over a trove, which he used to store his various riches obtained through his local conquests. It was easier to hold it there than it was to transport it back to Daggerford, given the party pack mule had taken an arrow to the knee and had to be put down. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I arrive on a massive drawn carriage, just stacked with gold just fucking stacked and i'm sitting on top of the gold (laughs) (laughs) and i just deliver it to to morak uh that's what that's why i came i can't i came like in in large part just because he asked me but i decided to to bring him uh his his riches as well so i'm also his attendant got it and that granted you a piece of something from his stash that's right yep Yep. vizella is definitely staring at the stack of gold where she is staring is very close to quill's uh man piece (laughs) (laughs) uh i he just uh blushes and like looks away (laughs) and like crosses his legs (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna say that all of this happens if you guys don't mind, you met in Daggerford. Does that make sense? Because that's kind of where. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. So, because uh, we're going to start this journey on the road to Nightstone. So you haven't you haven't met with Morak quite yet. Okay. Because he's he's still up in Nightstone. He he sent out that kind of urgent letter for help. All right. So we have a warlock, a wizard, a bard, and a monk. In other words, a setup for a total party kill about three hours from now. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yes. <laughs> You have to redesign another character. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Thanks for doing those uh, 
backstories, which is sweet. I'm excited. Cool. Well, with all that, um, why don't we get started on the on the adventure here? So uh, you all have been traveling along the high road for days. Uh, as evening approaches, you spot a wooden signpost next to a trail that heads north into the hills. Nailed to the post are three arrow-shaped signs. The two marked Waterdeep and Daggerford follow the high road but point in opposite directions. Uh, the third, which is marked Nightstone, beckons you to follow the trail. If memory serves, Nightstone is roughly 10 miles up the trail. You have spent several days traveling this path, and you're now at this kind of point that would head northeast. A smaller trail, which is less well-traveled, would bring you to Nightstone. Bazell, uh, walking in front, turns around and says, Well, girl gang, time to turn right. And she turns <laughs> right and starts walking down the trail. <laughs> Rick just kind of chuckles and uh, muddles on, often muttering to himself. Cool. So you guys are going to head you're going to head to Nightstone? Yeah. Yep. Okay, I'm going to do a version of traveling here. For every 5 miles that you guys travel, which will take about an hour for if you have that, you know, an easy walking pace, one of you, maybe we'll have uh, Bezel do it because she is leading right now. One of you will roll a d12. Um, and you you want to roll low. If you roll an 11 or a 12, uh, you may run into trouble on the road. All right, I'm rolling. 6 9 9 Nine. Okay. While we uh, travel, do you, do you boys want to sign my book of faces? And Vizel pulls out a small leather bound. I mean, if you're going to be, you know, learning from me, you probably should put your names in here. And she sort <laughs> of offers up a book and uh, a quill. I go, book of faces. Uh, all, all, the, all of my college students are into this. And <laughs> I, I, take, I take out one of my pens and like try to write in it <laughs> what is what is in the book of faces right now is it just a bunch of just a bunch of other names signatures just a list okay of names. it's just a list of fucking names are they <laughs> are, are they written in different in different font or is it all like one person different wrote all of them? different fonts different pens were used to make them well i assume that with their passive perceptions they'd be able to tell the different pens were used yeah on a nine uh uh pretty the first uh, five miles go smoothly you do notice that there's kind of an odd cloud formation in the distance out west towards the Sword Coast. Um, looks kind of stormy, but something something is odd about it. So behind us? Uh, yeah, west, kind of over your shoulder towards the coast. Um, hmm. But that's all that happens if you want to roll the next D12 to keep moving. Bazel is definitely looking around, and you see her sort of put her thumb up to check shadows. Trying to assess the lighting situation in the area. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what check to make you roll for that. A performance check? <laughs> are you are you are you trying to pose? I'm I'm trying to see if the clouds are going to make the lighting better or worse for us. Uh, okay. Uh, make. I guess that's just a a perception check. I would say. All right. Our first roll. Seven, Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Yeah, the shadow, it's actually kind of nice. It's, it kind of gives you like a moody shadow backdrop. And <laughs> I will grant you on a 17, uh, what strikes you as weird about it is that the storm clouds are moving the wrong direction. You've grown up seeing storms move from west to east, typically. Uh, and this is going the other way. You know, boys, usually, uh, you know, early afternoon is when the, the light sort of strikes my face the best. But this late morning... This late morning cloud cover 
It seems to be the opposite of normal. None of you sketch, do you? Can you? I mean, this tree is is beautiful. And obviously, there's something else here that's beautiful. But uh, <laughs> do any of you sketch? I mean, could you could you use this light to any sort of advantage? Um, do you want? Are you asking about a portrait? I mean, yeah. I, I guess yes. Obviously, you know, you'd have to pay me some if you wanted to publish it. Me being famous and all. Uh, I'm going to try my hand at it. I'd like to uh, give it a try. Maybe put it in your book of faces. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's... Oh, what a nifty idea. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, because so far the book of faces doesn't have any faces in it, right? It's just names. That's right. All right. I would say that that's going to be a performance check. Performance? Yeah. For me or for him? Uh, he's drawing it, right? He is drawing it. I do have to strike a pose. I'd like to assist. <laughs> okay. I'd like to assist him by striking the correct pose. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> we'll call that like a help action, so you can roll with advantage on your performance check, Quill. Okay, okay, that's going to be a seventeen. Oh yeah, it's, it's all seventeens today. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I mean, you take up a full page in the book. The the uh, shadows, you know, kind of catch your hair just right. Um, and I I guess you draw her. She she seems to have an eye for the artist. In the drawing, underneath underneath the photo, I I put uh, like colon <laughs> yes no, and uh, and I say I added a life button for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Beautiful. I think I'll keep you around for a while. Is there any kind of marketability to these, these drawings? Marketability? Why, of course. Have you have you sold many? Well, not of this drawing, obviously. I've sold lots of things. What are you in in need of? What can I what can I help you acquire? Oh, I, I you know nothing nothing specific. I'm I'm just curious. I you know I, I I'm a humble jewel crafter, just curious as to how everyone else makes their money. She looks at him and looks at his eyes and leans in closer and whispers. You know, I have uh, I have been known to acquire a fake contact or two, if uh, if you need some blemishes, some covers for your blemishes. Oh, are you talking about these uh, these eyes here? She looks around a little bit embarrassed uh, and says, "I I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess." Ah, <laughs> uh, don't don't worry about it. My mom always said that these were special eyes, but to, I don't know. Everyone else wasn't really nice to me about them, but I guess I I, I sort of like them. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> she sort of uh, reassesses him and sees his horns and and just starts walking again. Cool. Should we do? Let's. So you have another five miles before you get there. I think I'm interested in the storm blowing the incorrect way yeah sure yeah like uh so i'm kind of looking i'm watching the clouds and looking for for the direction do i see any of these islands off to the southwest no i think i think probably you just you just see yeah no good question i I think you probably just see the coast the water yeah i'm sort of in the distance does it look like it's uh going to one place the storm clouds or it's basically going it's basically going in the opposite direction that you guys are traveling okay which is odd Hmm. if you think a check would apply here uh i'm open 
It's a good suggestion. Um, I am wondering if I've ever studied about weather patterns and odd changes in uh, storm yeah. patterns. Sure. Uh, let's do a nature. Nature check for that. Yeah. Intelligence. Ten. Okay. Uh, you've never... I mean, this is unnatural. So the, 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 I'd say the DC for this check is low. Um, because, no, if your question is, am I aware of any storms that behave this way naturally? Uh, you are not. Do I have any knowledge of this happening before? You want to try history? Sure. Yeah, this will be a higher DC, but go for it. I have proficiency in history. All right. So we get oh, shit. Plus five. 16. Okay. I was, I was thinking 15. You are aware that some beings uh, can travel in clouds, in cloud formations and storms. Oh. Um, there are many that do this, um, like air elementals and... Um, Giants, cloud giants. Hmm. So I, I, I turned to the party and I'm like, whoa, I seem to recall in my previous days of study that storms like this may, may contain other beings such as giants. And, and what was the other? Uh, there's a lot of them, but like it, it, just a lot. Their elementals are kind of a, like they, if they kind of coalesced into a unit, they could sort of take up that appearance as they moved. Have you, and then I asked, the other guys, like, have you guys ever seen anything like that? Oh, yes, of course. I've seen many, many things like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, what What did you see? Tell me about it. Oh, like, <laughs> air elementals and things like cloud giants, you know. Thanks. So you've <laughs> seen you've seen a cloud giant. Well, I mean, when you're as traveled as me, there's not much you haven't seen. <laughs> My old pappy talked talked to me a little bit about something that you saw like that, but that's uh, I never seen anything like it. I never seen anything like it. What? I don't know. This is this is just all really weird. This is a weird place. I, I never I never really left my forest before. Actually, <laughs> well, anyways, uh. <laughs> I'm just going to take my uh, spear out here because I'm kind of fucking creeped out. I, is it okay to swear? And I don't know anything. I, anyways, uh, yeah, well, uh, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So you're, you're spear out. You're traveling arms now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just kind of like holding it. Um, yeah, I'm holding it by like... Cause I'm on this, I'm on this like cart, right? So I'm just kind of holding it, like, got it. Yep. On your gold. Uh, yeah, on my gold. <laughs> well, but reins in one hand, yeah. Spear in the got other. Got it. Who? What's what's pulling the cart? Do you have like a donkey or something? It's like a yeah, it's like a donkey. I hope it's okay that I like created this. Like, it's fine. Little thing. Yeah. No, it's. I think it's hilarious. Uh, yeah. So. The storm is is moving away from you guys, so and and you can kind of after staring at it for a while, you can kind of get that sense. Well, uh, you you guys all seem pretty excited about this storm. Is it something we should uh, I don't know investigate, or should we just con- continue on to help our friend Morak? He he sounded a little bit desperate. I'm okay with either. 
if it's a way that I could be, you know, sketched for longer, I, yeah, maybe we do need to figure this out. But I mean, it seems like it's going to disappear at the same rate it normally does. So probably of no use to me. Yeah, it is, it's pretty far away. Well, I remember my debt to Morak, and despite being really curious about the storm, agree that we should probably go see him. Okay. Uh, somebody can roll a d12 for the last length of travel. I can do it. Okay. 11. Okay. Uh, Uh-oh. Let me change the map. Yeah. <laughs> did that map change work for you guys? Yep. yep. It did. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, who was in front in this marching order? Uh, unless somebody else was vying for the front, Bazel uh, is doing her best to lead. If someone else was vying for the front, then we can we can talk about it. Technically, Casey rolled that second half. That's uh, that's fine. But but I was. Uh, my character for sure would be trying to lead. Rick is definitely kind of towards the back, either staring at the ground, looking up, just, you know, following you guys somewhat casually. Cool. Uh, Yeah, so as you are traveling along, you hear a series of very loud, like, eagle caws. I don't know, like, bird of prey sounding things. What is this here? Is this the donkey? That's the donkey, yeah. Yes. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Are those uh, trees really bright pink and in full, bo- full bloom? Like oh, hell yeah. Awesome? Oh, hell yeah, oh, they are. Bazelle fucking squeals. <laughs> <laughs> she, I'm not a good squealer, but she is fucking jacked. <laughs> Look at these flowers! <laughs> <laughs> and she immediately runs up and is just fucking petting the flower. Okay. Uh, uh, rose blossom. Certainly. You can do that on your turn if you like. I would roll initiative. Everybody. 13 for Warlock Rick. Here we go. 10 for Theron. 13 for Bazel with a plus 2 for Dex. Probably going to be faster than Rick. 17. 17 for the Monk. And it was 10 for the Wizard. I'm just going to roll all these little guys at once. Cool. They rolled poorly. So these are like pretty vicious looking like blood red um, falcons that were so that are sort of circling overhead, but they're they're bearing down on you guys. They're getting pretty close. Uh, Quill is up first. Right. So I am going to jump off of my cart and do a midair somersault. Okay. And yes. and then come down with my spear and try to attack this dude. Okay. But I assume I need to do a uh, Yep. Are you is this for flavor or are you trying to gain some kind of a just for flavor. Cool. I would say that you're a monk, you can do that shit. It looks awesome. Um All right. Yep, and then roll uh roll and attack. Okay. Jesus. Oh, I get to re-roll my ones. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, halfling. Yeah. Halfling oh, yeah. boy. Hey. Lucky is the bee's knees. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, I need to look at this. Sorry, there's going to be growing pains here. Um, nope. Oh, you're giving me time to get this. Uh, DM? Yeah. 
did Bazell notice that uh, Quill was looking at her? He he looked at her a lot. <laughs> Which time? Oh yeah, a lot. I mean, like in. Uh, I mean, yeah. Like, has she noticed that Quill was interested? I guess Quill, were you trying to hide it? Uh, I wouldn't say that I was trying to hide it. I don't think I would know enough to be like okay. Koi. Koi, yeah. Let's just do let's let's make it your passive uh your yeah. passive deception. Whatever that is then. Eleven. No, sorry, Quill's passive deception. Oh my passive perception is passive passive de- deception. Because you weren't oh. actively trying to deceive. It's just Okay. How well you cover yourself. I guess what would the how do you how do you get it passive? Yeah. Just just ten, ten plus your whatever your plus the modifier yeah. eleven. Okay, so then that'll make an insight roll, Nate. Just straight up and down insight. Yep, nineteen. Okay, um, yeah, you notice for sure. Okay, all right, cool. All just right, plan on, uh, just plan on my next move. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, that's gonna be a nineteen. Oh yeah, that'll do it. Um, okay, and that is a let's see here, it's a five. Five damage? Yep. Okay, yeah. So you jump off this, <laughs> uh, your stash of gold, do a sweet <laughs> somersault, and bring the spear down, sort of pointed down, I guess, like you're landing on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and you uh, you skewer it good. Um, it is not quite dead, but it looks pretty fucking bad. Sweet. That's my turn. All right. Uh, Bezel is next. Cool. So uh, Bezel watches as... Uh, Quill does his mid-air flip and he turns to the now nearly dead uh, flying being and says my boy flies better than you which <laughs> is her using vicious mockery nice so okay. uh, one, one d4 psychic damage and it'll have disadvantage if it makes another attack roll before the end of its next turn cool oh only one damage so Does he have to save, out. or you just you just do damage? Uh, oh, wisdom save, saving throw. Okay. Can't imagine he's... Oh, God, he got a... It's a wisdom save in order to not have disadvantage on his next attack, but it takes full damage. Okay. Does that make sense? Well, he just he just blew a nat 20 on that, so that's... All right, cool. Yep. So, he's, so, then... so he saves for the disadvantage thing, but he still takes all the damage? Yes. And then Bezel is going to retreat. Uh, let's see, 5, 10, 15. Are we doing corners as 7.5? Are we doing... Let's do... I, ah, shoot, I meant, to, I meant to decide on that. I forgot to. I think diagonal movement is 5 is fine with me. Okay, 15, 20, 25, 30. And then Bazell, having remembered that Quill had previously looked at her, and uh, also that she just sort of amped him up with, with her vicious mockery uh, twerks in his general direction, <laughs> uh, granting him bardic uh, inspiration. <laughs> so, Casey, that is a... Oh, my God. Uh, he turns around and he's just twerking. <laughs> that's a D6 uh, that you can use to damage ability checks, attack rolls, or saves. Okay, sweet. All right, I, I actually have a retroactive question when Nate's turn is done. Uh, that's the end of my turn. Uh, sorry about so this. You did, so you did one point of damage? Yeah, I rolled a one. 
It was a bummer. It would have been very nice to to kill the fucking okay. bird, but I didn't. This the mocking words like you mock this bird for its its flight skills, and it just like it looks so defeated, and it, like looks at its wings and kind of just wilts a little bit, and looks back down <laughs> the ground, <laughs> and takes a point of psychic damage before shaking it off. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Cool. Uh, so I I screwed up and I didn't look at my martial arts closely enough. Um, but apparently, okay. when I use the attack action with an unarmed strike or a monk weapon on my turn, I can make one unarmed strike as a bonus action. So, for example, if you take the attack action yeah. and attack with a quarterstaff, right. you may also make an unarmed strike as a bonus action, assuming you haven't already taken a bonus action. So, can I retroactively make that second attack on this dude? Yep. Did I, did I, okay. Yep. Let me go ahead and do that. Uh, so that's a a twenty-two. That'll certainly hit. Uh, that's a four. Four damage. Okay. Um, that is enough. Let's just say that through some crazy twerking magic, the uh, <laughs> uh, the vicious mockery came came in between your two, your two blows. Um, just because we're learning. And yep, uh, that will be that. That does it. How would you like to kill this bloodhawk? Oh, uh, so after I came down with this the stab, and then insults were hurled, I just take the the butt end of it and I like swing the spear up, and I catch. So this is like just a normal looking bird. Hit it like right on the beak, and I knock the beak off. And I say like no. button. Yeah. What's in your book of faces? Did <laughs> <laughs> Harrison's internet died? Our fearless leader. I don't see. I don't hear him. I don't hear him either. He's in the. He's in the party. Yeah. It's like a thing, but I wonder if he's trying to fix his audio. Are you guys uh, gonna be okay with Bazel? I realize. I love it. Now that it's yeah, that's great. Like, okay, good. All right, because it's kind of like it's gonna be excessive long term, <laughs> but I'm, I'm kind of, that's kind of the point, I think. All right. Oh love yeah, it. you're good. Um, I'm excited to find out if Bazell is actually all talk and no uh, no actual <laughs> adventure. You kind of gave a little bit of that away when you're like, "Yeah, I've seen that." <laughs> I think there's room for great character development. <laughs> well, it's nice to be playing D&D again, boys. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. And Nate, my, my character could be super, super annoying uh, as Okay, well. good. I, like, so. feel bad because it's, like, such an interesting character to be in a party. But, like, also, some people are going to have, like, very <laughs> negative responses to my character. I don't know. So I'm still I, I'm still not able to like totally separate myself from my character, which is <laughs> a flaw on my side, right? Like this is So I think it's hilarious, but I think my character will get my character not me. Yeah, like, will get Theron, totally butthurt. I think you, as a college you... professor is going to get like that somebody somebody that really values knowledge and is 
I think we'll start getting really annoyed by her and probably be <laughs> rolling his eyes quite a bit. <laughs> that's per no, that's perfect. When you described your character, I was like, oh, the interaction between the two of us is going to be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to lose patience on, on, on her. And, and Nate, Rick, Rick can't have negative emotions. Those got taken away from him. So you're good. Oh, perfect. All right, good. Like notice how you, you he didn't you didn't insult him at all because he can't feel insulted anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wondered why you like didn't respond to my offer to like try to fix your eyes. Like my character was kind of like, well, that's weird. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're already cool. seeing how he'll respond in weird circumstances, <laughs> which is going to be interesting for me. To play, to have to remember all yeah. the time. Okay. You guys just totally comboed this poor bird. Yeah. And then, uh, I think Rick was up? I think so. I think I'm next. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw down my first spell. Uh, I'm going to cast Sleep. Ooh, nice one. Warlocks only get one spell slot, so... I have to be careful with them, but also they come back very easily. So I'm going to cast sleep. And so cool. the way sleep works is I roll 5d8, which seems excessive. So I'll roll that. Mm-hmm. And then, so I rolled 15 total. Okay. And uh, the total is how many hit points of yep. creatures this spell can affect. Two, two, of them, two of them fall asleep. Cool. So two of those guys fall asleep. Um, cool. And it says until the spell ends, the sleeper or the sleeper takes damage or someone else uses an action to wake them up, the creature is asleep. Ugh. It doesn't say how they come back awake. If they get attacked or if they get... Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know if there's... like Oh, duration's a minute. Sorry, it's a duration. Got spell. it. Okay, cool. Cool. So let's say that this one and this one are both asleep. Does that work? Cool. Sounds good. Cool. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a really nice spell, especially at this level. Yeah, I was uh, like, holy shit. Yeah. That's a right. lot. Theron is up. So you have one more hawk that's like bearing down on you. Uh, Theron kind of turns and he's like, I love that spell too. I got it in my spell book. <laughs> and then, <laughs> anyway, uh, he I'm spends gonna, his turn gonna... just having a, you know, just like an <laughs> intellectual conversation with Rick about the sleep spell. Yeah, boy, that's that guy gonna, like... who invented that spell—he was so smart. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you about Stuart? Stuart, the wizard who made sleep. <laughs> Loved wizard chess. Do we? <laughs> All right. Loved wizard chess. My character's super excited, by the way, because he hasn't really attacked much at all with spells in his college. I think I'll just do a cantrips. A firebolt towards the non-sleeping bird. Nice. Roll that d20. That's that's 21. Oh yeah. You guys are rolling hot tonight. And rolling rocks. Rolling rocks tonight. <laughs> okay. On a hit, target takes 1d10 fire damage. Okay. There's my D10. That's a D12. Pretty good for a cantrip. Jeez. Three damage. Okay. 
A yeah. flammable object hit by the spell ignites if it isn't being worn or carried. <laughs> Is your bird flammable? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, okay. You certainly, you, you send its wings a little bit. Uh, yeah, solid blood. Cool. Uh, it is the bird's turn. One of them is dead, two are asleep. So this guy you just hit is going to come after you. Oh. He can fly 60 feet, so he can oh, certainly shit. get there. Bye, wizard friend. Yeah, <laughs> all, the, all that backstory <laughs> for not. Yeah. <laughs> pissed off the wrong bird. No, you'll be fine. Uh, does a 15 hit you? 15 hits. I know you have things you can do if you want to, but... Uh, five piercing damage. Okay. And we are back to Quill. So God, that, the, that sleep spell was pretty clutch. They could have mobbed. Yeah. <laughs> They're in there. So, so these these two dudes in the sleep spell yeah. are out for how long? A minute. A minute? Which is a long time in battle. Ten, ten rounds. Yeah. Ten rounds, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, I'm just going to move here and, and attack this dude. Cool. Uh, do so with advantage. Uh, yeah, I guess I should move here. Yeah, that's true. Thanks. Yep. All right. 13. Just barely does it. Sweet. Uh, three. Okay. He looks to be at death's door. And then I'm doing my, uh, so this is a 15 and that's a two. Okay. Uh, another kill. Okay. Nice. Strong work. Did you so that that was an unarmed strike? Uh, yeah. So this one, I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm just gonna grab it out of the air and throw it on the ground. Cool. And like and like <laughs> grind just my like, heel into it. The first the first battle of this campaign is you just punching birds to death. Just <laughs> 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 like awesome. All right. Uh, great. Two dead birds. Uh, if you'd like to move, you can. Bazel. It's up. Going here. So does the does the sleep affect wisdom saving throws? They, I think it doesn't say. I would say that they would fail. Okay. All right. Or at least have at least have disadvantage. I'll say they have disadvantage. Okay. So Bazel runs up to this recently dead burn that was grabbed and thrown to the ground, picks it up. And looks at the bird that Casey is immediately adjacent to. Excuse me, Quill is immediately adjacent to. Holds it up above her head in the air. And just uh, mockingly caws at that bird. <laughs> and uh, that's how she casts this vicious mockery at that okay. bird. Excellent. So it does damage and then he has to... Uh, so I mistakenly told you it did damage without doing damage last time. So it has to make a wisdom save. Okay. Against my spell save DC, which is uh, so it should be thirteen. And I'm just I'm house ruling that he has to do this disadvantage. This will wake him up though. Uh, he crit failed at disadvantage. Cool. So he will take ah oh, nice max damage four. Okay. Uh, and then Bazel will retreat because she only used half of her speed up to there. Uh, and then he will have disadvantage uh, on his next attack roll. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so you he gets woken up from his like hellish nightmare to you mocking him with one of his dead buddies. <laughs> and takes four damage. Rick. Yeah. 
I'm gonna cast uh, Eldritch Blast on a non sleepy bird. Oh, can I interject here? Yeah. Uh, Bazella is going to cast Healing Word on um, uh, Saren. Nice. Uh, and as she does, it's a bonus action. So I should have a bonus action left. Yep. Uh, and you only, you only cast it a cantrip, so. And she will, as she casts it, she, under her breath, says something to the effect of, uh, Brooke learning will only make you so smart. Oh. <laughs> 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 Loud enough for him to hear? Or? Uh, I mean, no, she's, she says it. So I think that he and I should roll to see if he hears it or not. Okay. Uh, yeah. But I do think it's a performance for me or something I'm good at. Yeah. Let's say let's say performance, and then Sam, you'll you'll make a probably just a passive uh, in, uh, perception. Passive yeah. perception. It's yeah. Thirteen. Uh, okay. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't quite hear it. it. Thank God. You hear something about um, books. <laughs> uh, and, what is it about a book? <laughs> He gets healed for for four hit points of damage. Nice. Oh, thank you. Because my <laughs> yeah, you were probably I had three yeah, hit he was points. Probably pretty low. <laughs> About to die. I had three whole hit points left. All right, That's great. I'm okay. gonna cast uh, Eldritch Blast at the uh, nice. the one. By the way, this is the strongest cantrip in the game. It, we will. Oh, that's a nat twenty. Oh my god. Oh. So uh, first, it's the a, first crit. Yeah. So instead of one d ten, I guess D and D beyond says I get two d ten. You get two d ten. Oh, that Jesus is uh, five plus eight, thirteen points of damage. Oh my god. Nice okay. Work. Is it dead? Yeah. Do you have a special way you want to kill it? Yeah. So uh, Eldritch Blast uh, is a beam of crackling energy. I'll say this is probably the first time Rick has cast this spell. Oh. Um. So he's actually a little bit scared of what happens when the bird kind of just blasts into nothingness from energy hitting it. Oh, shit. That's kind of cool. Fuck. And so he, he can't have uh, negative things, uh, fear included. So I guess I can't really say fear, but I'll be a little bit shocked. <laughs> oh. Whoa. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm going to move uh, oops, just up a step. Uh, I'm going to just make that corpse go away because you've fucking obliterated it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That was a good way to start Eldritch Blast off. I like that. Uh, Theron. Theron is up. So Ooh. two dead birds and then one's asleep, I guess, on the ground. All right. I don't believe he's been touched yet. Can spells go through trees? Or do I have to like line up like kind of like bow and arrow fighting? Like where you have to have a straight shot. Yeah, it usually says that within range that you have sight of. Usually okay. on a spell, so you just you might need to move to the side a little bit. That's okay. That sounds good. Uh, let's see, fifteen feet. Okay, I'm gonna uh, cast ray of frost. Ooh, bad roll. Seven to hit. That. Goes wide. That misses. All right, and then I'm gonna after taking some damage last time. I'm running away again. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, run! That guy rolled high on you. Okay, I was 
I was wondering if I was just going to die if I get hit twice in this game or not. <laughs> Dude, also dying right now. None of us can help. Yeah, yeah, I know. So that's funny. It's his turn, but you missed. So I think he's still asleep. I think so, too. He's just hanging out. Because technically he didn't take any damage. He didn't or take any damage. He didn't get slapped. Yep. Well, hang on. Attack rolls against the creatures have advantage. Yeah, I'm going to say you have advantage then. I think that means all attacks. Was that from an earlier spell? or? Uh, it's because the bird is unconscious on the ground. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, right. I, thought, it, I thought it was just melee, but me- melee is auto-crit, but all attack rolls have advantage. So. Oh, okay. That's, that's a feature of being asleep. Yep, that sh- and that should include spell attacks by my reading. So. Reroll a d20 here. Ooh, very nice. 23 to hit. Oh, yeah. Nice. Roll the damage. All right. On a hit, it takes 1d8 cold damage, and its speed is reduced by 10 feet until the start of the next turn. Okay. It's um, cool, actually, rolling new die, because I was only using, like, one die last, last yeah. campaign. Yeah, Ten- tentacle rod plus sneak attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, what do you mean? I never used that. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> four damage. Four damage. Cool. Four cold damage. And then I'm going to run run away. Run away! And then his movement is... So you woke him up with that, but that was a solid hit. Uh, his movement's halved, right? Reduced by 10 feet. Oh, 10 feet. Okay. So his turn is now. He is going to... He is going to fly away. I think his instincts would kick in here and see that everybody else got... After he's, he's, he wakes up and like two of his friends are dead and one is just gone. The body's gone. Um, Another so victory can... for Bazell <laughs> and her girl gang. <laughs> yeah, excellent. We have defeated your hawk puzzle. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's awesome. Nailed it. Okay. Cool. Bazell uh, would like to evaluate if there are feathers on this bird that can be used for earrings. Ooh, good question. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, let me put them back in the ground. So there's two left that you could examine. So yeah, go up to one of them, and then that's going to be, I guess, nature? 15. Yeah. What would you see on that one? Because they have feathers. Yeah, actually, um, feathers of birds of prey are one of the crafting ingredients in this world. And I should actually put this in here. Ooh, we get crafting. That's cool. If you guys pulled it up real quick. Um, so yeah, on the, on the left are going to be all the, all the ingredients that you can craft with. Some of them you guys... It's just like ingredients we haven't found yet. Yep, yep. You are not aware. So the, the reason why on this list you guys see a bunch of gemstones as well as some other kind of shiny things or kind of trinkets like beast fang, fish scales, obsidian is because Rick has experience with jewel crafting from his backstory. Uh-huh. And with that experience, he also knows his favorite, I asked him what his favorite gems would have been, and he said ruby, diamond, amethyst. So he knows that um, these are what uh, items you can make oh, with, nice. those, with those gems. Um, so it, it, it would be like a, it's, it's, like a, it's like Skyrim rules. So you have, you have to find the, the other one. And then you essentially combine them together to make the item. Um, and a spell charge is 
What's yeah, a skull so, church? So yeah, it, 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 this would be like an item like a wand, for example, that like holds spell charges. Um, so, uh, and we'll, we can kind of get into it once once, you, once one of you guys makes something. But um, for these items, they they start they hold three charges of of the spell at level one, and you just use them at you know as if you're casting a spell. But it, but you don't have to have you don't have to know the spell or use or burn a slot on it. You just use a charge off of the wand. Cool. Any way that I could learn the spells? Not by this. Not not through these means. Okay. Um, if you guys pan over, you'll see. So jewelcraft is one of the professions. Fletchery is one of them. And then armor crafting is going to include like I'm just having one common list for tailoring, leatherworking, and like smithing. So this like adamantine armor that's just a five E item. You can look it up, but you get you can either make that with like robes. Or you can make it with, you know, chain mail or whatever. And that that was just easier to have it all in one spot. Then there's weapon smithing and then there's alchemy. So Rick mm-hmm. know, Rick knows what Ruby Diamond and Amethyst can do for jewel crafting and for uh, armor crafting, just from his background. And then he is, he's aware of seven other items. And then Nate just uh, discovered one. Okay. All right, yeah. cool. So, so your your role just now, Nate, was was only actually just to see if there's anything useful on a bird of prey. So you've you've done that, and if you want to try to harvest some of the ingredient now, you you uh, it's a separate role. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. So yeah, the harvest attempt is that very bottom table. You just roll you roll a d20, straight up and down, unless you have some kind of a, a relevant artisan tool proficiency, which I think some of you do, but I don't think you do. Thirteen. It's a good roll. All right. Three. Units. Yeah. So you got you got three usable feathers, and then that cool. that um, corpse is spent. Nice. Okay. Cool. All right. I want to go over here and look at this. What appears to be a skeleton. Yeah. Uh, and I want to I want to in- investigate it. Okay. What is your question? Uh, I just want to know, like, is there a source for like, does has this been here a long time? What is the what does the corpse look like? Okay. Is there anything around it? So okay. probably investigating the area. Okay, so you're you're more looking. You're not looking at the skeleton itself, but more around it. I would say that I'm looking at the area. Like I'm looking more at the skeleton. If there's stuff around the area in the immediate vicinity, I'm, I'm inspecting that general area. Okay. Like, yeah. Closely. Yeah. So we'll do a. We'll do an investigation check then. Okay. All right. Um, eighteen. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, it looks to be a medium-sized body, so probably probably a human. Kind of fits that shape and size. Um, been there for a long time. Bones are kind of crumbly, and um, doesn't have any possessions around it. You can see there are some arrows embedded in the cliff. So it wouldn't be that far of a stretch to think maybe it was he was in a fight with somebody who had a bow and arrow and died here. Okay, can I salvage the arrows? Sure, you can. Uh, you can try. They're like, yeah, just give me like a. There's, we'll say there's three of them here, and just give me a um, a DC. Uh, let's do like a fifteen. Um, sleight of hand, maybe. Okay. To pull them out without uh, breaking anything. Yeah, I feel it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, they they've been here a while. They they okay. snap off at the kind of the wood, the shaft right. of the arrow. All right. Well, been here a while. 
guess. I think I think with an eighteen too, I'm gonna give you that bone meal is Oh hell yeah. <laughs> is a uh, crafting ingredient. Bazel looks disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to try to gather some you could. Bazel is staring at Quill while he is looking at these disgusting disgusting like elbow deep. I'm gonna I'm gonna salvage it. Sweet. Bazel looks like she's about to get sick. <laughs> yeah, so just a D twenty. Alright. Sixteen. Yeah, you got four uses of bone meal. Well maybe that'll come in handy. I don't know. What do you guys think? You think this would be helpful? What do you think? What do you think, Bazel? Absolutely not. <laughs> you don't want to have any of my uh my bone meal? No? Okay. <laughs> She just looks at him and shakes his head and starts walking away. Ah, j- just the bone. And then, then is <laughs> immediately again distracted by the flowers and runs up to the the pink blossoms. <laughs> I roll like my Pappy eyes. always said, "You never know what you're going to run into." So uh, I I don't know. Bone meal seems like a good idea. Thanks, old 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 boy. <laughs> oh. The skeleton stands up and says, hey, you're welcome. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Roll initiative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're standing next to the tree. Bazelle thinks to herself, if Pappy's bone was half as good as his mouth, and then goes back and looks at the tree. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, uh, like a ornamental fruit tree. That's in, flat, in, in bloom. A cherry tree or something. Yeah, Bazelle thinks that it's a special tree, but she's not really sure. Yeah, she's never seen flowers like this. Uh, but she doesn't want anyone else to know that, so she just examines them quietly. Cool. Yeah, um, it's a beautiful tree. They, the, I, I suppose they don't have these in, in Eldiario, if they're new to you. I think I, I'm curious about harvesting this dead bird's feathers. Yeah, absolutely. So a d20? Yep. I got a one. Oh, shoot. You, you mangle it in oh, the process. No. And don't get any feathers. Sorry. So nobody else can get feathers? Yep, that's it. Sorry, Sorry guys. That's going to... It's, it's a dice, man. Not your fault. Got to try. Well, that is the that was the second leg of the trip to Nightstone. Yeah, so you guys, <laughs> that was more way more eventful than I thought it was going to be. Dude, being a player, way more fun than being a GM. <laughs> yeah. God, the sweet thing about it is you can still like like influence shit a lot. Like, I don't know. A the good, a good of... player is key. The amount of stress is so fucking much lower. Mm-hmm. Like, all I've got to do is show up and fucking rabble rouse. Like, that's like right. all I've got to do with my character, right? <laughs> like, I just show up and fucking harass people with, like, Instagram shit. It's great. <laughs> I'm super into it. <laughs> Your guys' characters are all great. There's, like, a lot of... Yeah, this is really impressive. A lot of thought. Yeah. Got gone into all of them 
<clears throat> yeah, I love the variety in our character groups. Yeah. I was I'm, That sleep spell was... At first, I was like, oh, that was kind of a big gun for this fight. But they might have killed Theron. <laughs> he yeah. hadn't put two of them to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Honestly, Christ. sleep is like one of the best skills. That's a really good one. Yeah. yeah. Or what spells, that, I mean. And that Eldritch Blast was fucking dope. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's... It's very strong. I didn't know it was going to be. Yeah, Warlocks, Eldritch Blast. Like, I love the fact that you can build an entire character around Eldritch Blasting shit. Yeah. Yeah. Just sounds so fucking fun, right? Yeah. Just this basic-ass cantrip. It's like the fighter, but instead of a melee attack, it's like a fucking Eldritch Blast. Like, you get to fucking knock people around and, like, I don't know. It's cool. Does the uh, does the pack mule have a name? Uh, old old boy, old boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I would say uh, Pepper. Pepper. Okay. I like Pepper. It. So it's 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 getting to be evening, uh, where you guys are. Um, after following the trail for ten miles, you hear the ringing of a bell. The sound goes louder as... Sorry, I think that's a... Is that an A? Anybody? That's an A, right? <laughs> it's just like a dong, dong, just like a super loud, like, church bell that's banging but it's off. A, but it's an A. That's an A. <laughs> a flat? A flat? That's not a real thing. Oh, I, I'm sorry, Bazell. I thought you were, you know, not finishing your sentence. I was waiting for A what? But that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> <laughs> So you hear the ringing of a bell. Uh, the sound grows louder as Nightstone comes into view. So Nightstone is like a mott and bailey. It's kind of surrounded by a moat. Um, so a river flows around the settlement, forming a moat. The village itself is contained, contained within a wooden palisade, beyond which you see a windmill, a tall steeple, and the high-pitched rooftops of several other buildings. Apart from the ringing of the bell, you detect no other activity in the village. The trail ends before a lowered drawbridge that spans the moat, Beyond the drawbridge, two stone watchtowers flank an open gap in the palisade. South of the village and surrounded by the river moat is a cone-shaped flat-topped hill on which stands a stone keep enclosed by a wooden wall. The keep, which overlooks the village, has partially collapsed. A wooden bridge that once connected the keep to the village has also partially collapsed. Mm-hmm. And you just hear this like incessant ringing of a bell. Castle was very accommodating. Bridge was out. Two stars. <laughs> that's your yelp review <laughs> fantasy yelp so you guys should see now like a bird's eye view um of the river moat the village and a smaller thing to the south that's the keep and you can't see inside because uh, there's there's a tall like wall around everything well girls let's charge ahead and Vizel <laughs> starts just walking in uh Towards bridge one. Okay, so you're kind of approaching the, the drawbridge? Yeah, Good. I approach yep. this bridge right here. Okay. Yeah, so the drawbridge is lowered. Um, again, as you get closer to the, the village, the ringing of that bell gets louder, and it kind of seems like it's coming near the inside of the village and to the left side as you look in. Um, that's all you hear, just that really loud ringing. Um, yeah, the bridge is lowered. There's nobody at the watchtowers. And... There are some tracks in the 
Dirt about here. I try to examine the tracks to see if I yeah. uh, recognize who placed them. Yeah, that's going to be a survival check. 18. Nice. Um, Theron, the wizard, makes a really nice uh, track check. So you can tell, uh, Theron, that there are differing sets of tracks. So there are um, some like humanoid-sized tracks heading north and away from the village. And then you see a separate set of tracks with with an 18 of smaller footprints, also humanoid, but much smaller. And some very, very large, like, wolf tracks heading Going into the village. Into the village. Yeah. These are, these are quote, unusually large wolf tracks. Mm. Unquote. <laughs> and some smaller humanoids. I tell that to the group. That it looks like a bunch of wolves entered the town. Oh. So for anybody, sorry to uh, do a little diversion here but if you go to the top left next to our party there's a little thing if you click that it opens a dice tray oh yeah this thing is cool. oh my god it is incredible wow yeah you can Holy you can like throw shit. a bunch of d20s at it and it like simulates the physics yes no it's pretty cool it's pretty cool yeah, yeah. that's really oh. cool so, what are we talking about on an in owlbear rodeo if you go by the party and then you go. Oh, I see in it. The dice tray. Yeah. 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 Okay. You cool. Can, you can like generate twenty d twenties and then knock them around. Yeah, you you can pick it up and drag it. You can like throw it by clicking it and dragging it. And I think you can. It'll, it'll show your dice roll as well. Yeah. Do you see mine right now? Yeah. Can you see mine? I think you have to click. There's a little globe. Okay. Icon. Yeah. There yep. you go. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that that is. That is so sweet. That's pretty cool. That My is God, pretty cool. This, is, this is a great, this is a great find by you. Yeah, uh, this is fucking DM Academy, man. Oh my God, so good. <laughs> it's the best subreddit. God. All right, sorry about that. Uh, no, yeah. I, I actually meant to bring that up. I forgot. Okay, so Sam noticed some large wolf tracks, very large wolf tracks, and smaller humanoid tracks heading into the village, and some regular humanoid tracks leaving. And he brought that up with the group. Mm, somebody went with the Great Dane, huh? I see. I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> so nobody's gone in yet? I think that was an A. Bazell starts uh, <laughs> walking in for sure. Okay. I'm following close behind uh, Bazell. Actually, I'm probably like with her. Okay, yeah. So you cross the drawbridge and... The drawbridge is connected to the two of these uh, uh, watchtowers that have little chains um, leading to them. The church bell is getting pretty deafening at this point because you're right next to it. Hang on, let me just clear this fog. Bazell in a SEAL Team Six moment nods to nods to Quill and heads to one, indicating that he should head to the other uh, tower. Bazell uh, also takes her bass harp off and starts playing. Sick bass solo. Uh, Thankfully, the church bell covers that up, so 
no bad people could hear you play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so you're, you guys are going to check out the guard towers? I just kind of stand there, like, just kind of like one eyebrow up. Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, so I guess since since you guys have walked into the village, it would become immediately clear that something terrible happened here. Um, there are no villagers that you can see, um, and there's just, like, carnage. So, so you see all these little, uh, not little, these big, like, five-by-five-foot stones, and some of them have uh, crashed through buildings and partially demolished wow. them. Um, presumably that you, you would surmise that maybe what happened down here at the bridge. So there's just massive stones uh, that have just kind of, they're just peppered all over the, the, the village. Would one How, say these are giant sized? They are giant sized. Yes. These are not, this, this would not be the work of goblins. You don't, you don't need to make a check. How, uh, how tall are these towers next to the drawbridge? Um, they are 20 feet tall. Right, and there's a there's like a door to get in them. Yeah. All right, I I go in the south one like was motioned to me, as I surmised from the motion from Bazel, like I climb it. Okay. Yeah. So actually, yeah, right right inside the door. Um. So it's 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 unoccupied. Both of these are. Uh. But just inside the door, there's there's kind of like a lever, a winch, winch system, to to. Yeah, Bizel starts winching to raise the drawbridge. Everybody's in, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I, uh... It just got really quiet, though. Yeah, I turned off the music. Too quiet. It's supposed to be eerie. All, all you can hear is just the church bell. And that's coming from, this is the temple right here. Okay, so you start to lower the, or raise the drawbridge? Yep. Yeah, it takes, um, you can raise it about a third of the way. Uh, over six seconds or over one round. So it, it just takes you, you know, 15 or 18 seconds, I guess, to fully raise it. Um, and I lock it up. Yeah, well, the uh, mechanism is pretty loud, uh, but the church bell is is ringing. So um, this drawbridge is going to kind of slam shut. And I'm going to make a roll for something. Okay, it slams shut. I don't know how you would lock it. It's like it's like a. Do you have like a piece of wood you can jam in the gear or something? Or yeah, I was thinking something like that. Let me see what's in my pack. Maybe a rope that I can tie a knot. Okay. In around or Casey can. I don't know if we both need uh, to. I mean, if you locked one end, it would. It wouldn't go down. If the lock was good. Yeah, I don't really have anything. Is there anything in the room to lock it with? Yeah, there's probably crates that you could like position up against it maybe or I'll just do like a pure luck check here for you. If it's if I roll higher than a ten there's a piece of there's a two by four in there. Yeah. Sixteen. Cool. Cool. I like it. So you've you've locked the drawbridge up. I run down and then uh I tell the girls to be ready for action. And I'm gonna use prestidigitation to cause a huge commotion. And draw attention to myself. Okay. What what does the commotion look like? Yeah. So uh, Bazelle is going to reach deep into her sort of into her wheelhouse and say something 
semi-sexual to the effect of I'm here for everyone uh, and try and draw as big a commotion as she possibly can to herself and look around to see if she can see that she's drawn the attention that she wants or to see if she's drawn any attention to herself. So you kind of ran in, into the middle of the town square, essentially? Yeah, and I used I cast prestidigitation to increase the volume of my voice to say that I'm here for everyone. Uh, and I am in, am using those words intentionally vaguely so that if people need to be saved, then I'm here to save them. Okay. And if there are people that need to be attacked, then I am here to uh, attack here them. Here for them. If I gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, why don't you make like a, let's do like a performance check to see how loud you can do this. And we'll do it at advantage because you used prestigitation. Fuck yeah. Performance, baby. Before you Sorry. do this, does the rest of the party follow her? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'll go in there. Yeah. My Well, my intention was to lead them to an ambush. So when I said, be ready for me, my intention was for them to stay there and I was going to draw attention and have people follow me into an ambush where they were all ready. I don't know gotcha. if that wasn't clear to them, then they would not have done what I anticipated, which is fine. That's like how this game is played. Um, yeah. I, I would not get the nuance and I go in, I go, okay. I go, I just, I just follow right behind. Cool. <laughs> okay. That's yep. I, I was waiting by the uh, guard tower. Okay, so you're you're hanging back a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say your token is not really here. It's probably off a little bit. Can I put it off? Oh, I can. Can you, can you still see yourself back there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then Rick. What was Rick's? What was Rick's say Rick's gonna be like behind a rock over here. Cool. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you do sneakily. this. Sorry. Did Did you make your check, Nate? I have not yet rolled. Yeah. Okay. Not good for the first one. Dirty twenty for the second. Okay. Yeah. So you make you you cause a, a scene with your with your prestidigitation spell, and uh, you do get the attention of something. Um, okay. So around the corner of this inn up north, uh, you see this just hulking, massive wolf-like creature that's got um, it's got kind of blood and guts around its mouth so it had just probably eaten something uh it it rolled a nat 20 on its perception so it definitely heard you and it is eyeing you menacingly and sort of slowly walking towards you and i'm gonna put it right there and we will roll initiative beautiful and it's a large size that's why it's two by two squares 16 for the wizard well he did not roll well 20. Nice. Little guy. I have a 10 with a plus okay. 2. 19. Uh, plus 2. 21. 21. All right. You are first, Rick. This menacing, evil looking wolf. Well, because I'm assuming I didn't get a short rest in this time since the last fight. Is that correct? I didn't really give you a chance to do it. Um, so I'm going to just blast with Eldritch Blast. Yeah. I don't got much else to do. So uh, 12 plus 6, 18 to hit. That will do it. All right. And then uh, 1d10 there. Oh, that's just a 2. So 
Rick still getting used to his spells is just like, ah! <laughs> and then kind of looks like that. That wasn't as strong. <laughs> and then I probably have to move on the around this rock and not through it. So I'm gonna go. So I kind of squirrel around the rock. Yeah, you're kind of like head. you're kind of like quarter cover, half cover. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Quill. All right. Eldritch Blast just like winged them. Yeah. I'm going to do a fucking backflip. Speak to this wolf. I have a Ghostwise Halfling has silent speech. You can speak telepathically to any creature within 30 feet of you. The creature understands you only if the two of you share a language. Uh, never mind. I can't do that because I don't know that it, I can't. You do not share a language with him. Okay. I'm going to ready an action. Okay. And uh, I'm going to put, also put my hand out, palm up, as an attempt at a sign of openness or trying to trying to calm this this creature. Okay. Um, do you want to? So, are, is is your ready to action? Is that a attack? Uh, or is the calming thing your action? Well, I uh, maybe I should just do. I'll just try to calm it. With a with an action, that's what I'll do. I I, I think that's the appropriate thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm just gonna try to calm it, and unfortunately, I, I don't know if it's survival or a uh, animal I think handling. An, I think it'd be animal handling. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll roll an animal handling then. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna let you do this as a bonus action. I think I think skill checks in combat should should be bonus actions personally. Okay. Not, not full actions. So. Okay. Um. This is gonna be pretty high DC though. He, he looks, he looks bad. He looks not twenty. <laughs> Did you see that? Wow. You see it on there? Oh, I see it on there. there. God. Wow. It's open. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you're putting your hand up to placate him, I guess. Yep. Uh, okay. I mean, that twenty doesn't doesn't mean that you succeed. It just means the best right. possible thing happens. That's right. Uh, yep. I think the best possible thing in this scenario, my God, <laughs> um, boy. So for what it's worth, I am trying to placate him. I'm trying to like calm him because I feel like what's going, just so you understand inside my character's mind. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking around. I'm seeing devastation. I don't think that this character, this creature caused it. Okay. And, and I, so I believe that this creature was somehow like, prompted to do this and so i'm trying to calm it instead of fight it because i feel like we could either look like friend or foe this this thing to me just seems like a creature that's extremely like riled for no reason yeah i kind of we don't need to add to the problem okay that could be incorrect I i could be totally incorrect but that's what i'm seeing this creature didn't throw these rocks down i'm just I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to, like, a, ease this animal and, and, like, make it think of me as a friend. Okay. I think um, he's not going to attack you as a result of you getting an at 20 on your, your animal handling check. He's going to regard you as sort of a non-combatant. Uh, but he was attacked by Rick earlier. So I don't think you're going to, like, shake the bloodlust off of him. He's just, like, a wild animal sure. right now. And he's sure he's evil, Whoops. so he's probably just gonna like ignore you. I guess as a result okay. of that. 
All right. I'm sorry, that's right. not very exciting for a nat 20. No, that that's okay. That's that's an appropriate for the situation. Okay. Yeah, so you do some absolutely wild, like, animal whisperer bullshit on this board. Like I'm, I'm like uh, <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. The... Crocky, that's a big one, eh? Yeah. <laughs> the, the bull in the road. Yeah. The... Yeah, so he he was previously kind of looking at you with hungry eyes, and now he's like, he, he thinks he thinks you're not food anymore. Okay. So that was your bonus action, if you want to take some kind of an action. I am going to ready an action uh, for an attack. And I'm if he moves towards my companions, I'm going to attack it. Okay, cool. Just a, a melee attack? Yep. Uh, well, my my spear, which has... Uh, oh, range. is that reach? Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. All right, so you, you are ready to attack if he threatens you or somebody else. So Theron is up. How far away am I? Uh, you are 80 feet away. Okay. So I could get a spell off according to the range here. I'm going to cast Firebolt. Okay. God dang it. Got a one. <laughs> oh. 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 Missed. Not a halfling anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> that much was a halfling wizard? No, no. <laughs> Guess yeah. not. Sails wide. All right. I'll move in a little bit more. Nice puppy. <laughs> this thing is like <laughs> huge compared to you. <laughs> Good <All right>. puppy. <laughs> this holds up. Run away from that stinky fucky jackass. Uh, and that is both how she is going to communicate to Quill that he, she thinks he should retreat as well as spell attack of vicious mockery. So, Okay. She needs to make a wisdom save. Uh, should be against 13. Not particularly wise. He fails. He will take three damage, and okay. his next attack has disadvantage. Nice. That's good. Okay. Is that your turn? Uh, yeah. Okay. So the warg. That nat 20 is going to pay off, I think. Because the warg. Can just not he can just not quite get <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> and he's not going to attack Quill, so he heads towards Rick slash Bezel. Oh shit! Uh, but that's as far as he can go. Does he take an OA from Quill since he ready an attack within range with the reach weapon? Yeah, Quill. If you if you feel like this is a threat, that would that would trigger your reaction. Uh, I, I would say that it is a threat because he moved past me clearly intending to attack. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm well, gonna I think it's appropriate. Yep, I think so. Oh my god, another twenty. Ooh. See oh. that? Oh. Oh. God. Fucking only rolling in the box, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a crit. Uh so yeah, you hit and you rolled everything twice. Are you rolling a one sided right. die over there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, so that's a 10 damage. Nice. Jeez, that's a good hit. That's it. Cool. Yeah, so this guy sort of regards you as a neutral combatant and starts to sneak past you, and you just, like, fucking clothesline him with your spear. <laughs> <laughs> just a solid hit. You didn't see it coming. Uh, yeah. I gave you one chance. You did. 
We gave him an out. He's just a, he's just a bad dude. Okay, so that was a solid hit. He is looking pretty rough. And then uh, maybe chance pup. Come on. <laughs> that was his turn. Uh, we're back around to Rick. Rick's probably, you know, without feeling fear, is feeling almost fear. But he's going to roll Eldritch Blast again. Uh, 17 plus 6, 23 to hit. Jesus, yeah, that'll do it. Um, and that time it's 7 damage. Okay. Um, Holy shit. And then Rick is going to run past Bazell here. 6 to there. Sweet. And that's the end of my turn. Okay. Solid hit. He looks really bad. He, he looks rough. He's actually back to Quill now. All right. Um, I'm going gonna, gonna to attack him. Limb bones. Okay, wolf. 12 plus 6. That hits. All right. So, 7 damage. Quill, steady hands. Finish this warg. Oh, sick. Uh... So I stab it in the side, and it like it r- goes over, and I I like put my hand on its on its head, and like pet it as it dies. I feel <laughs> I feel regret. I feel regret over this situation. That's fair. Okay. So my foe is vanquished. <laughs> <laughs> and while I do that, while I do that, I uh, inspect it for. Oh, that one. <laughs> oh shoot. Um, there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, there is. Lucky. But... Lucky. Oh. Oh yeah. Yes. That's a, uh. Yes. It's a D twenty. This one's a pretty low DC. It's, he has eleven plus. What would it be? Nature or animal handling? Yeah. Or... These are okay. these are na- these are nature. Or if or if you know if you think it, something else applies because I don't want to just give one check all of the action. Sure. Uh, but yeah, nature, I think, makes a lot of sense. So, okay. uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll do a 12 then. Okay. You already know about Beast Fang. He is not a beast, so he's a monstrosity. So that's something else. I think I'll just, yeah. This one's pretty standard, but it's a good one. Uh, animal hide. So like leather. Oh, nice. Is something you could get from an animal like this. Nice. And I'm tracking your guys' XP for now in the early levels because I'm I'm differing enough from the um, how the book is laid out, so milestone might not be appropriate. You've already done a lot more fighting than <laughs> oh yeah than, than what's in the standard module, so you're you're close to level two, but not quite. Um, do any of these rocks look like they would have jewels in them? Oh, that's a good question. Um, maybe make an investigation check and. Do your proficiency because you're a jewel crafter. All right. 14 plus three. If I, so if I have a bonus in it, so I have a plus three in investigation, do I also add my proficiency to that? Yeah. Okay. So that would be 19 instead of 17. Okay. I have to look this up. I have these pictures saved somewhere. Hang on. Sorry. Oh, we're. I also specifically gave myself like jewel crafting tools. I didn't put any other specific items, but I did. Yeah, I saw that. That's... Those. <laughs> yep. I look at the monster manual to see what these rocks look like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in here. <laughs> wow, I'm really so glad cool. that my monster manual is across the room and I'm just petting my dog right now. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> nice, nice change. Okay, yeah. So this type of rock, because that's all we know about it so far, it just looks like really well polished stone. It's very, it's very uniform. Doesn't have a lot of impurities in it. It's kind of got rough edges, but there's no, uh, no, there, there is no gemstone no in it. All right. Uh, you don't see anything particularly because you rolled you rolled well there. You don't see any really defining characteristics on this one. It just kind of looks like a polished, massive rock. Uh, and and interestingly, there's no like streak in the ground, as if it were launched by a catapult and uh, you know rolled. Hmm. It looks like it came straight down. Bazel turns to Quill uh, and asks if this could have come from the sky. Even even Bazell, hearing that information is is gonna ask her learned partner. That's not me though, right? That's uh. Oh yeah, probably... sorry. Theron, ask oh. Theron if it could have come from the sky. Um, having just lied about cloud giants to Theron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've heard of. I don't. I don't know if I'd have knowledge about what giants. Um, I think that's carry. what I. That's what I thought. Cloud giants have been there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think we should. I think we should investigate these cloud giants further. <laughs> something is. Something is amiss. <laughs> I agree. I. I think this. I don't know. I don't see any like giant footprints. Do you? But they're from the sky, are they not, Theron? Well, they could have just sailed by. Yeah, you're right. She asks in a, uh, it's one of those half statement, half questions where uh, (laughs) the user doesn't know whether it's a statement or a question, but is going to accept either result based on the response of the the smart one in the party. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All four of you give me a history check. Well, that's one thirteen. I'm good okay. at history. Eight plus five is thirteen. Okay, a couple of thirteens. Uh, also thirteen. Wow. The Zellerol is a three. Okay, so <laughs> that's, that's perfect. <laughs> perfect. Everybody in the party recalls this fact except for Bazel. Uh, <laughs> the village, the village Nightstone, got its name for a large uh, obsidian like obelisk that used to be in the middle of the town square mm. now all you see in that in that space is just like a you know flattened uh earth where it used to reside i run up to him like oh very interesting <laughs> uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to salvage uh this yeah hide perfect to hide from this thing yep uh, so I assume that's a 20? That's a d20, yep. All right. Uh, 12. Cool. You get three uses of animal hide. Sweet. And then I'm going to move over to this stone, and I'm going to try to salvage obsidian from it. Okay. 15. Smart. Uh, yeah, there are some kind of crumbles of obsidian left behind. In fact, you get three of those as well. Sick. A monkey see, monkey do moment. Uh, Bazel watches Quill try and obtain some obsidian and tries to obtain some obsidian from this rock. 
So I think Quill, Quill, I interpreted that as you went to where the Obsidian Spire used to be in the middle of the town square. Oh, sure, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, these yeah. rocks. Okay. Bazel yep. does not see anything Sorry. like that spot and stays where she is. <laughs> and uh, asks Theron, oh, well, what do you think is interesting here? <laughs> well, well, let me, let me uh, think about this obelisk. <laughs> Just give me a minute. Just uh, see if I have any of these in my scrolls here in my in my pack. I know I packed the history of Nightstone in here. One second. <laughs> and I, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to see if there's uh, any more history I could do to remember what okay. uh, significance this obelisk has. I would say that we've we've. We've spent history. Um, okay. Do you want? Do you want to try something else? Let's see. I could do Arcana. Can I do Arcana. Yeah. yeah. All right. Twenty-four. You're kidding. Jesus. Nineteen plus uh, five. Okay. This was a high DC, but that's certainly enough. Um, yeah. You 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 get kind of a an aura, but it's fading. It feels like it probably was attached to the obelisk before it was taken. Okay, so I get the sense that there's... Allegedly taken, yeah. I get the sense that the aura was an object <laughs> that was there. Yep. Like a an echo of a magical object? Yep, yep. Okay. That was, I arbitrarily set the DC at 18, and um, you got it. Because it's like, not even here anymore, but you can still kind of get a whiff. Got it. That it was a magical stone. Uh, any, do I get any sense of direction it was taken? No, I don't think so. Okay. It's just gone. And it's like, you can kind of feel it minutely, like, fading away, the aura. Okay. With a check that good. It's, you can qu- almost quantify it. It's like a radioactive isotope that's, like, got a short half-life. <laughs> My character would be so into that. <laughs> <laughs> Great analogy. <laughs> I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write about that in my adventuring book here. I don't have a good but... enough uh, mock mock accent. <laughs> <laughs> I, mine's a work in progress. <laughs> they, they all, they all are. They're all. I love them. I love every one of them. I'm really happy <laughs> they're happening. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, guys, I think there is some kind of strong magical object that was part of this obelisk. It looks like somebody took it. <laughs> My crystals are aglow. You must be right. You have crystals? I mean, yeah. Fuck yeah, <laughs> I've got crystals. How else do I get my healing magics, Harrison? <laughs> From your your crunchy nature, nature crystals? Yeah. I love it. Uh, Multi-level marketing scheme crystals. (laughs) My character will sell you an amethyst. Can you sell that? You become a vendor of the amethyst to others. (laughs) It makes you money. All you got to do is get like five people to sell amethyst. (laughs) Is this like an ancient uh, earth history? Because this could be the origin of Amway. This is like <laughs> this is the origin story. 
Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a good natural break point, I think. Yeah. The Temple it feels Bell. good to be back in D&D, man. This is yeah. great. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I like my character, exciting. too. I like playing guys, my character. Yeah, I feel like our fighting is going to be very interesting. That was... Yeah. Uh, you guys handled that. I mean, but we pulled the warg. This guy's bad news, man. Did anyone roll under a 10, though? I mean, like... You guys were rolling. No. Rocking. Yes, we were, we were fucking well. ruled <laughs> tonight. Yeah. Please. Uh, like, yeah, you like you kited him with like a nat twenty animal handling check. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, he does two d six plus three damage on a hit. Oh, that, oh my god! That could one shot me. I know. Yeah, that that would have that would have killed me. 